Let's chat about how to get what you need for your home when you don't have a lot of cash or credit. You can do that at Aaron's. Rent to own appliances, furniture, and tech from top brands like HP, Samsung, and Ashley. But say you don't need it anymore, no problem. At Aaron's, you can return your product at any time or even upgrade it for something new. Life's always changing. With Aaron's, your stuff can change right along with it. Keep it, return it, upgrade it. Aaron's fits your life instead of the other way around. Approval isn't guaranteed and some restrictions apply. See your local store for details. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Volume. All right, welcome to Hoops Tonight here at The Volume. Happy Thursday, everybody. Well, the Golden State Warriors just traded for Chris Paul, and suddenly we're going three times today. So I'm going to be breaking down this trade from the perspective of the Warriors and then talk a little bit about Jordan Poole and what we should look for from him over the course of the next few years with the Washington Wizards. You guys know the drill before we get started. Subscribe to The Volume's YouTube channel so you don't miss any more of our videos. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JasonLT so you guys don't miss any show announcements. And if for whatever reason you guys missed one of these shows and you can't get back over to YouTube to finish, don't forget you can find them wherever you get your podcasts under hoops tonight. Also, last but not least, don't forget earlier today we did a breakdown of the Celtics trade that brought in Kristaps Porzingis and sent Marcus Smart to the Boston Celtics. We also hit on uh, Scoot Henderson versus uh, Brandon Miller. We also hit on Damian Lillard with the Portland Trailblazers and a little bit on the John Morant suspension. And then later tonight, don't forget we're going live with the guys from Nerd Session and Colin Coward to break down the NBA draft. So, <clears throat> the deal, the machinations of the deal send Jordan Poole to the Washington Wizards as well as a heavily protected first-round pick, top 20 protected, and a second-round pick as well. Uh, reports show that uh, the Warriors intend to keep Chris Paul and use him on their basketball team. No intent to waive him, at least at this point. I thought this was a truly bizarre trade from the standpoint of the Warriors. These are two big-time conflicting basketball identities that are going to have to fix uh, fit together. So let's start there and kind of branch out. So Chris Paul is a very high-volume pick-and-roll ball handler. He only played 59 games this year and still amounted 1,134 pick-and-rolls. And he's still very good at it, by the way. He's one one of only 15 players to run over 1,000 pick-and-rolls in the league this year. Finished 7th in efficiency on pick-and-rolls on that list, averaging 1.066 points per possession, which is very good. So Chris Paul is an extremely high-volume ball handler who is still very good at it. 
The problem is, is only the Nuggets and Kings run fewer pick and rolls than the Golden State Warriors do. They run a motion offense. What does that mean? So instead of dribbling about the floor, spacing the floor properly, and bringing up a ball screen to run, or maybe running something that flows into a ball screen, like a ram screen where you screen down for the screener or some sort of off-ball action, it all, the most teams in the NBA run that. They just bring the ball up the floor, they space, they might run something that flows into their pick and roll, but they're mostly running pick and roll, right? What makes the teams like the Warriors, Kings, and Nuggets very unique is they usually enter their offense in different ways. So the Nuggets do a lot of post-ups, right, uh, through Nikola Jokic, and they run a lot of dribble handoffs. The Kings run just a ton of dribble handoffs because they want to weaponize Demonis Sabonis and his ability to play make out of that triple threat and fake handoffs and things like that, right? Well, the Warriors, same sort of thing. They typically run multiple non-shooters on the floor at any given time, right? So they'll have Draymond Green out there, but they'll also have a guy like Gary Payton or a guy like Kevon Looney on the floor at the same time. And so what they always try to do is invert their spacing. They don't want to space the floor with those guys because it's just difficult to do. The timing has to be perfect in that pick and roll situation. So typically they like to invert and bring the the two non-shooters out to the perimeter and just run a ton of screening actions, usually five-man screening actions, full-blown plays. They will run down and run sets rather than just free-flowing basketball more than any team in the NBA by a significant margin. And so with the way that they like to play, Chris Paul's a very different type of player to try to cram into that spot. Um, to give you an idea, uh, Chris Paul took a, a shot coming off of a screen just three times all season. Okay. The Golden State Warriors run more off-screen plays than anybody in the league by a mile. They run 11.7 per game, and no one else in the league runs more than nine. So you're taking one of the guys that almost never runs an off-screen play and bringing him into a team that almost only runs off-screen plays relative to the rest of the league. So it's definitely a, a, a very bizarre type of fit there. So the question is, what are they going to do to make Chris Paul fit offensively with this team? Um, pick and roll with the Warriors is more of a break glass in case of emergency thing. In a late game situation, they might start running Steph pick and roll. In a playoff series, when teams start to scheme away their sets and ignore their non-shooters, they might start go, uh, going to Steph pick and roll, but they don't run it very frequently. So the question is, what's going to happen? Are the Warriors going to change the way they run offense to allow Chris to fit? Or is Chris going to change the way that he plays to fit into what Golden State does? My guess is they'll meet in the middle. Uh, first of all, CP3 has a bad injury history. He, is, uh, he has suffered an injury in the playoff run in four of the last six seasons. Two of them he played through and played very poorly compared to what he played like beforehand. Um, and then in the two others, he straight up had to miss games. And so with his injury history, chances are they'll probably just cut his minutes way down. Um, with the Suns, he was still running like 32 minutes a game and still playing 60, 65 games in the season. My guess is the Warriors cut him way down, bring him down to like 55 games, bring him down to like 28 minutes. And if you stagger him with Steph, like if Steph plays, if Steph is playing, you know, 35 minutes a game, then that means there's 13 minutes a game when Steph's off the floor. So if you run half of Chris Paul's minutes when Steph's off, then you only have to try to make it work for like seven minutes a half, right? That's what I expect them to do. So the question is when they're both on the floor, how will they play? Because my guess is when Steph's on and CP3's off, they'll just play Warriors basketball. And when CP3's on and Steph's off, my guess is they run a lot more pick and roll. But when they're both on the floor, that'll be the interesting element. So 
like I said earlier, he did uh, very rarely run off screen plays, very rarely run dribble handoffs. He only ran uh, 33 dribble handoffs all year while the Warriors were third in DHL frequency. Um, but he's a very good spot-up player. Chris was one of the best spot-up players in the league this year. He averaged 1.29 points per possession in spot-up situations. That ranked sixth out of 257 players to log at least 100 possessions, and Steph was second on that list, right? Steph is obviously the best shooter of all time and was the second-best spot-up player to log at least 100 possessions last year. So what, what I expect to happen is when they're both on the floor, they'll probably lean a little bit more into the pick-and-roll side of their offense. Um, for starters, I think that's a, a direction the Warriors have needed to go for a while. I think they've leaned too heavily on their motion offense at times. Running more pick and roll over the course of the season, even with Steph, will help them be better prepared when they have to lean heavily on pick and roll in the playoffs, which they inevitably have to do. Uh, also, Steph and Chris in their inability to play off the ball, at least in spot-up situations, will give them the ability to play pick and roll with each other on the floor. The question will primarily have to do with the defensive end, but we'll get to that in a minute. I do think offensively it will work. I just think the way they'll have to play will have to lean a little bit more towards the way Chris likes to play than the way the Warriors like to play, which may end up being a good thing simply because of the direction the Warriors need to go. Um, the thing that's going to be tricky is like, I don't know if Chris can run that much. He's like Chris Paul has always been a player who strangles the pace of games, brings the ball up slowly, gets guys in their spots, and methodically runs pick and roll. Whereas the Warriors are like a let's push in transition. If we don't get anything, we're going into our motion. And every one of those dudes is just running like figure eights the whole damn game. Just constantly running off the of screens and running and running and running. And again, with that inverted spacing, what they're hoping is by bringing the bigs out to run dribble handoffs and set wide pin downs, they're bringing the screen defenders out, right? Because they have to show on players coming off of screens and shooting. And that's just an interesting situation to throw Chris in because he's never been the guy who flies off a screen and takes a shot. Jordan Poole would. Steph Curry would. Clay Thompson would. And so that that's why I think they'll probably lean more into pick and roll when Chris is on the floor, even with Steph. Um, but the, there is a lot of potential upside here. Like I mentioned before, the Warriors almost always have to default to Steph high pick and roll in the late playoff rounds. And CP3 just gives you a better op opportunity to lessen Steph's workload, right? You're taking some of that, some of those responsibilities off of, it, off of his plate and allowing him to take more possessions off. That makes it so fatigue plays a lesser role, so that maybe when he takes that tough step back, one-legged shot over Anthony Davis or that pull-up three over Anthony Davis, maybe he has a little more lift because he ran 10 fewer pick-and-rolls in the fourth quarter, and that alleviates some of that fatigue and gives him a better chance. I think some of that, um, that uh, uh, sharing the load, so to speak, will really help. The tricky thing is going to be is that's kind of what Jordan Poole was doing. And so if you look at the Jordan Poole role – Chris Paul is probably a more consistent veteran presence. Young players are more volatile. Older players are more consistent. The difference is I thought Jordan Poole was a better fit in the Warriors' offense. He was a good player in the motion offense. He could come off a of dribble handoffs and get downhill really easily. And Chris Paul is just different. And uh, Jordan Poole, in particular, was the only Warrior who could consistently generate rim pressure because he's so damn fast. And so I would have rather personally used the Jordan Poole contract on a player that can bring real rim pressure. So in summation, it can work. And Chris Paul is a super smart player who can figure, it, figure out how to fit in. My concerns are, can he stay healthy? How will they fit with their different play styles, which we went over? And then big, uh, the big one for me is, does he make the Warriors too small? 
So we already figured out from the Jordan Poole experience, if you play Jordan Poole with Steph and Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, and Draymond Green, they're too small, right? That uh, The pool party lineup or whatever they call it, that lineup struggled a lot in large part because they were too small and they didn't defend well enough. Chris Paul at this phase of his career doesn't move well and is not a very good defensive player. And so it'll be really interesting to see if, uh, if that becomes a problem. Also, just in general, Jordan Poole is a much better athlete than Chris Paul. So if you bring in Chris Paul and you're running Jordan Poole, or excuse me, Steph Curry with Chris Paul and Clay Thompson in your backcourt, are you too small and too unathletic to compete in the physical areas of the game? That's going to be the interesting question that we're going to find out the answer to. So, and then lastly, like, was it the right use of Poole's contract? Um, like, I understand his value is probably lower now than it was last year coming off of a rough playoff run, but he's still a very interesting young player. And yeah, he's going to make a lot of money, but we're heading into a stretch where the NBA salary cap is going to go up significantly in the next few years. So is it actually kind of a decent deal to have a player like that? And would it have been better off, you know, would the Warriors have been better off trying to, I don't know, you know, make a move for a forward, a bigger forward that can a slot between Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green, give them a better chance to hang physically with teams and give them a better opportunity to generate shots through something other than a primary uh, ball handler from the perimeter. So a guy who could turn his back to the basket and back people down and get easy shots that way. That would have been the the uh, the direction that I would have gone, as you guys remember me talking about this summer. I, I really wanted them to, even if it meant be patient, like wait till the deadline. Maybe you wait till the deadline and you can make this same deal for Kyle Kuzma. You know, or something along those lines. Um, but this is the direction they went, and so we're going to have to see how it works. And again, really smart franchise, really smart player. They'll probably find a way to make it fit on offense. I'm more just concerned about their overall size and athleticism issues, especially in a Western Conference that's dominated by the Denver Nuggets. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It is an insider's look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoops takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great too. With thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a Chill Mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on Chill Mattresses and get two free pillows iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. 
as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Last but not least, the Jordan Poole uh, to the Wizards side of this trade. You guys know how I feel about young basketball players. Uh, they typically don't know how to win. It's rare to get a situation like 2022 where Jordan Poole plays well on a championship run, right? Um... And obviously, Jordan Poole has demonstrated that he can succeed in a winning concept. But young players are inconsistent, you know? Like, doesn't surprise me really all that much that one year after Jordan Poole plays well on his way to a championship, he struggles on his way to losing in the second round. It's because he's a young basketball player. They struggle to replicate success and to avoid failures. They're young, and over time, you get better at learning to avoid failures and learning to replicate your success. So it's better for players like him to be in low-stress situations on bad teams that have no expectations. And so he can go to the Wizards, and he can run 1,000 pick-and-rolls next year, 1,500 pick-and-rolls, and he can really learn how to manipulate NBA defenses through trial and error, by making mistakes, by having awful games. And he can do that for a few years, and then the Wizards can find out at that point if he's capable of being a foundational star. It's just too hard to find out on a Warriors team that, rightfully would bench him when he was struggling because they had championship aspirations. Like most players are afforded the luxury of learning how to play basketball in a low stress situation before they play in high stretch stress situations. Guys who get drafted by winning teams like that, they typically have a much different path and Jordan Poole credit to him. He's found a way to succeed with the Warriors for stretches but this will be a nice little stretch for him where he can, for a couple of years, just learn how to play the game at a, a, um, at a, at a professional level um, with no stress. He has one truly elite skill, and that's his ability to beat people off the dribble. Um, I always like to look at a foundational skill with a player. If they're not great at anything, it's going to be harder for them to reach an, a, a, a really high ceiling. And with Jordan Poole, he's just so damn fast that as he puts on a little bit more muscle mass, works on his rim finishing, learns how to make reads at a higher level, improves his pull-up jump shooting. That will all supplement his ability to beat people off the dribble and make him better. And then obviously over the years, he's just going to have to learn how to little by little become a better defensive player. But I actually really like this move for the Wizards. You, you've, uh, I More details came out on the Bradley Beal trade. It turns out they got four first-round pick swaps out of the deal. So uh, the asset return on that deal is a little better than it looked. I think they'll uh, re-up on Kyle Kuzma, and you just run the, the team through uh, Kuzma and Poole for a few years and just see which one of those guys are worth building around in the future. All right, guys, that's all I have for right now. I'll see you later tonight for our live draft special.
Let's chat about how to get what you need for your home when you don't have a lot of cash or credit. You can do that at Aaron's. Rent to own appliances, furniture, and tech from top brands like HP, Samsung, and Ashley. But say you don't need it anymore, no problem. At Aaron's, you can return your product at any time or even upgrade it for something new. Life's always changing. With Aaron's, your stuff can change right along with it. Keep it, return it, upgrade it. Aaron's fits your life instead of the other way around. Approval isn't guaranteed, and some restrictions apply. See your local store for details. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's Wee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.